0: We're going to do it live again, mate. I know, it's exciting. I like it. it. I like my finger hovering (laughs) over buttons as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go then. Let's cue Andy and his awesome intro then. and thank you for listening to 60MW. I'm Dave and this is the entertainment show for August, September and October 2020 sponsored by Below the Belt Grooming. And so, after far too long, I'm opening up my ears and letting in Chris. Hello. Hello.
1: I hope it's not all you're opening up.
0: (laughs) everywhere is gaping my friend
1: (laughs) oh how are you are you okay it feels like it's well it has been ages since we last spoke hasn't
0: it you okay it's been far too long hasn't it mate oh yes yeah i think people that follow us on twitter are bored to death of my ongoing health issues and cancelling shows and all that bollocks but thankfully we have an awesome team who keep recording shows you and adam have been knocking them out mate who were (laughs) <laughs> well, we have. We've been um,
1: tugging each other, uh, you know, along, so to speak. Um, I don't know why we keep doing all these innuendos, but it's fun. Uh, yeah, I was. I was just looking actually since we last recorded the uh, last entertainment show. I think uh, I, I, I may have miscounted, but we did about. We've I've recorded about ten shows, um, wow. and I know that you've been busy because you uh, you had Grimfest, didn't yeah, you? And you did loads of interviews. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, you've been doing other interviews. I love the Caroline Goodall one. Oh, uh, was,
0: yeah, it's a great time with her.
1: Yeah, she sounded lovely as well. So she was promoting a, a film that uh, she didn't... She produced it, or did she? Or, she produced uh, it,
0: and she wrote it, and she's got a small part in it as well.
1: Wow, there you go. Yeah. Uh, very, very talented. And But, I mean, obviously, you had to throw in some questions about Cliffhanger, which oh, was amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, it was good as well so, because she was on video. As We didn't release it as a video show, but I was actually looking catter as as we were talking so that was nice
1: yeah brilliant um cuz she's been in i was i think i mentioned it in a tweet you know the princess diaries uh, part 1 and 2 um she was anne hathaway's mom um so you know my kids have watched that quite a lot over the past few years um so and she's just great isn't she she's really good in cliffhanger amongst other things you know just really talented british actor actress whatever you want to call them um but yeah you've just been really really busy and i say we've done loads of spotlight reflection shows on various different things Uh, got another one due to be released at some point in the near future about body bags which,
0: which was fun have you seen that a long time of the last time I watched it was VHS days. So yeah, a long, oh. long time.
1: Yeah. So we, we did that recently. So that was good fun. Um, and then obviously we've been doing the Karate Kid. We did the Karate Kid part two, Karate Kid, Karate Kid part three. Um, and so, you know, and obviously we we've got the TV spotlight yeah. show. Um, so that's good fun as well. Uh, where we, at the moment we're talking about Sledgehammer, uh, which I, I you well, you wrote in on the first pilot episode of that to, to say that you are a fan of it, aren't yeah, you? A
0: big fan, huge fan, love it.
1: Yeah, so that's good. And it's it's even, I think, more fun for me because um, so far, I mean, we've done four episodes of that where instead, you know, we break down uh, the episodes, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're basically watching them in order. Um, and so, you know, it's fun for me because, like, remembering the, the, the actual shows that I used to watch when I was a kid. But Adam hasn't seen any of them. So it's like it's a special <laughs> treat for me to hear what he thinks. And at the yeah. moment, he's really enjoying it because it's got that... You know, uh, it's a bit of a uh, parody of Dirty Harry and those things, but it it's got that kind of uh, police show, a police show. Uh, uh, what's it called? Police Squad. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Uh, you know, vibe about it. You know, it's a bit daft as well, um, but it's it's really good. I'm enjoying doing that. So, um, and obviously, Alan and I have been doing the Metallica thing as well, so that's been fun. Um, and yeah, just just keeping busy really doing loads of podcasts it's it's all good we we're just like you said the amount of podcasts we've released recently is crazy
0: it is know? it's bonkers when you look back at how many we've released i mean we're well, trying to stick to uh i think it's been what, a couple of months releasing on a monday and a thursday with the odd surprise saturday show i mean obviously that changed with all the grim fest shows and it's changed a few times because i've been knocked off my feet and shows have been put back a day or two but we've we've got so many shows like in the can ready to be released we could, we could not record for a few months mate and still release two shows a week it's crazy
1: yeah what are we on now is it 303 304
0: th- 304 was released today 30th of october as we record oh that's that's crazy
1: mm. and, and yeah cuz I've, I've put a tweeted nine and balls it up because it was like six <laughs> years six years yeah yeah that's mental. I mean, you know, like and I said, you know, when I said that little tweet, that considering, you know, this is a side thing for us, this is a hobby, it's not, we don't get paid for it, you know what I mean? It's just we've got other commitments, like... Some of us have got children. Some of us, you know, have got other things and whatever. And it's so. I'm really proud of that. That's awesome. Yeah. And the the as well as the website stuff as well. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Everything's like expanded like mad, hasn't it? Including I was going to say including my waistline, but it hasn't. My waist, my waistline <laughs> has has shrunk. I've lost, uh, I think, over four inches off my waist. I've lost nearly two stone. Everybody's putting on weight during this lockdown shit, and uh, yeah, I've I've lost <laughs> I've lost nearly two stone. <laughs>
1: I was going to make a joke then about four inches. That is a substantial amount to lose. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Bloody hell. Wow. That's, I mean, and from the sounds of it, it's not necessarily a diet that you want to
0: go on. It's not. Um, no, trust me. Nobody wants to lose weight this way. That's all. <laughs> all.
1: Well, you're here and hopefully yes. we've been keeping you entertained, um, you know, with all the podcasts that we've been sending to you. And, and it's great as well, I think, because. Um, although you've done tons of the interviews and and that's your I suppose your forte and speciality is uh, that at least you've got a good team behind you that's sort of sending stuff to you. Oh, it's you know. great.
0: Yeah, it is good that I can just sit back here and there's there's all stuff always coming in from from you folks to to put up there and it's good because you know all the ones that I'm on it gives me more new stuff to listen to as well. I've got I've got so many in, in my backlog to listen to as well it's great so yeah i think we do to just to uh give uh, give us a little bit of our own props i think we do you know we do all right don't we with the website and the podcast
1: yeah and also um we resurrected recently the abc affording ahead that mm-hmm. we recorded an episode of that so that will be out uh, shortly uh, if not already by the time you listen to this and also rumor has it there's an abc of gaming being recorded uh, so again if uh, you were listening to that this before that comes out that's something to look forward to but it might already be out anyway so there you are yeah. uh, that's good as well
0: and you never know if the stars align at some point in the next 10 years there may even be another clink cast
1: well that would be an exciting treat as well wouldn't it because <laughs> i was just getting into all of that i mean i, I watched the um the the you know uh, man with no name trilogy and love those and I think I said it before it's uh, westerns aren't really a, a genre for me although saying that I think I've caved with a bit of pressure um, you know I've been watching a few videos of it I've bought Red Dead Redemption two okay um, yeah. now I mean I've played through the first one and completed it <clears throat> but I don't revere it as a lot of people do you know um, so. I've heard, I mean, you know, the second one's got loads of Game of Year awards, you know, it's one of the highest Metacritic score games of all time. Uh, I know it didn't click with you necessarily, but I'm I'm just, I, I think I bought it more out of curiosity than anything else. So I just want to see uh, if it's as good as everybody says. I know Tina absolutely adores it, doesn't she? Oh my
0: God, yeah. She was obsessed with it. Yeah, did virtually everything. You, I think her percentage completion of Red Dead Redemption 2 was... I think it was 98 point something. She, everything and anything that you can do, she did in it. Wow. So, yeah,
1: um, got that on the horizon. But, yeah, in terms of Clint Eastwood and stuff, you know, just kind of looking forward to jumping into uh, some of the, the other movies that he was doing, Um you know, and I, I am watching them in whenever you record them because I want to. There's a lot that I haven't seen, particularly the westerns. But then, fully, enough, I was watching Dirty Harry the other night, and it's just, I mean, it's one of those films where, and there's a lot of films that he has done. You know, and from that era, particularly like um, Kelly's Heroes, I, uh, the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. I don't have to be uh, what, what you know, watch it from the very start. It can just be on. You know, I'll turn the TV on, and it's you know, 30, 40 minutes in, whatever, and I'll just sit and watch it, and. They're great, you know, and, and I haven't watched Dirty Harry for a while. I've watched the other movies like, you know, Magnum Force and Sudden Impact uh, more recently, but Dirty Harry is an absolute classic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and linking that back to our Sledgehammer um, show, uh, and this is where, if you like, kind of the the similarities between um, David Raich playing Sledgehammer and, you know, taking the mickey out of, I suppose... Dirty Harry and Clint Eastwood. I guess um, that the the I noticed that the mayor in Dirty Harry is the mayor in the in the pilot episode of <laughs> Sledgehammer, um, and I'm, I'm going to find out what his name is. I, I, I balled it up on the um, the pilot episode and had to edit, edit it out because I said <laughs> Vernon Wells, who's obviously not. <laughs> he's the, uh, um, the the guy Bennett in Commando. His name Vernon Wells um if i remember rightly this, this
0: uh, is not like us to edit out mistakes i mean people uh, have not come to expect that from from 60mw all
1: i know <laughs> and I, I when i listen back to it and i you know um i thought yeah i usually leave all the fuck ups in because well oh, why not it, it makes it sound more authentic but then it was such a big mistake to make and i just thought <laughs> for the first episode of this new show yeah. i don't i don't want to sound like a <laughs> um so but yeah it's john vernon who is um the guy i'm referring to who's yeah. the the mayor in dirty harry and then again subsequently the mayor in the first episode of sledgehammer so that's a nice little connection i guess yeah. he's it, people who don't know who i'm talking about if you look at a picture of him on the internet you've yeah. seen a film with him in it you must have because you know he's got one of those faces and voices in particular that was uh is yeah. instantly recognized it's a big one Yes, uh, he plays the dean in yeah. Animal House, doesn't he? And then uh, I think he's Mr. Big in I'm Going to Get You Sucker um, oh, as okay. well. So there you go. Uh, yes, and Vernon Wells is the <laughs> total, <laughs> totally different. He's somebody different. Yes, there you go.
0: Uh, well, we've got, of course, we've, we've got to have a little bit of ball talk, sponsored by Below the Belt Grooming. I mean, the The big news that since we last recorded is below the belt grooming have released their xl products extra Ooh. large i know i like to think that because they've released these since they started sponsoring these entertainment shows that they took notice of my big old man balls and thought we need a big we need a bigger product out there to you know to to deal with people who've got you know hangers like i have <laughs> when you get to a certain age <laughs> that they've got the big XL products out there, which is good. And even though we're going into winter and you may think, you know, your, uh, your tackle might not be as sweaty, it's, uh, it, it's still worth getting the stuff. Keep, keep fresh down there. People mm. uh, People, will thank you for it. And we've got – now, mate, it's a good job we're both sat down because otherwise we'd faint. If you remember, I was going to say three months ago with the last show, but we're going to go back five months to when we first mentioned about people making a ditty for us for below Mm. the belt that below the belt want to use in their advertising and we're going to use you know for the start of the show just to you know we'll have a little chat about below the belt grooming and their products and everything so it's been now five months so sit down because are you ready if you get a drink or something like that put your feet up we're going to have a listen to the entries that were sent to us if that's all right joking yeah wow that's amazing i know so get ready here we go so these are the entries that were sent to us for the below the belt ditty competition that's right mate fuck all (laughs) nothing nobody nobody tina and steve even mentioned it on the theme tune show a couple of months ago nothing
1: oh you're joking i was really up for that
0: then i was thinking (laughs) oh this sounds interesting (laughs) where's this going tumbleweed my friend the only thing we had we had two people that responded on twitter so thank you yellow bug 1969 dave uh and he said he said, you know, he's, he's not musical, but he put to avoid having sweaty nuts like your chums, slap some below the belt on your plums. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's good. good. That's good. And then at Snizmaniz, which is Scott Patton on uh, Twitter, he sent us an ode to sweaty sacks. And it goes like this. A time to contemplate the sacks of the working man. All this toil makes his nuts, his man nuts melt. But thanks to some legend, it wasn't a vile whiff his loving wife smelt. Whom be these legends I hear you ask? Who else but below the belt? Inspired by Tina and Stephen, who asked for a ditty with words rhyming with scrotum. So I wrote them. There you go. Which I like as well. I like both of those. So thank you, Scott and Dave, for at least, you know, trying a bit. Yes, that's brilliant. I like that. Um. Oh, well, never mind. What That's
1: what can you do? Eh? Can we, you do? Can't... we tried, didn't we? Yeah, never mind. Um, So I I wondered as well, because I know Tina was asking the question about whether or not they, they're going to start to expand a little bit and, and do below the boob for yes. women with larger uh, boobs, works. shall we say. It works. Well, yeah, there you go. And I was thinking as well, because um, I mean, I've been doing a fair bit of running since we last spoke um, in September, I did uh, 10k a day Um, and so, you know, that kept me busy and then this month I'm running a half marathon every Saturday, Mm -hmm. so I'm onto my fifth one uh, tomorrow, so below the belt has been amazing, you know what I mean, to sort of keep, keep everything fresh and chafe free, but, so this is linking back to what I was just saying about the boobs and whatever, not my boobs, but... I wonder if, I'm thinking about whether to put some on my nipples or not, because I tell you what, the chafing, oh, my God. Look, Kay even pointed out to me last week, she said, it looks like you've had your nipples pierced (laughs) because (laughs) they're that sore and, and yeah, not good. Um, So I'm thinking about putting a bit, I've just noticed, though, that they sell sports lubricant as well. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, where are you going to lube up with that?
1: So I'm tempted to uh, give that a go. I'm just looking at their, their, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they've got on their website, they've, they've got it. Stop chafing in its tracks with below the belt grooming sports lubricant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, a sportsman's take on liquid talc, running, rowing, tour de France training, whatever you do. Glide free, oops, sorry, glide friction free. So i the only thing on your mind is beating that elusive personal best. There you go. Oh, you've got to do it.
0: If you use that and get a personal best, mate, that's, uh, that's you know, that's all you need to know. It and
1: worked, it worked. it's, for, cause I'm sure it will come up later on in our reviews, uh, vegan friendly.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh. So you know you what? Yeah, that's, that's what we like on this show. Definitely. <laughs> I know, I know. We do joke about balls and all that kind of stuff at the beginning of these shows uh, to do with below the belt. But in all seriousness, it it does work, doesn't it? Mate, you know, it's it's a really good product. And if you haven't tried it yet, just give it a go. It 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 will change your life. It will change your uh, it'll change your testicles definitely.
1: <laughs> I was sceptical, um, uh, but but yeah, it's it is good stuff, you know. So yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? If you're
0: sceptical, put them on your testicle.
1: I like that. Yeah. I was thinking that myself when well, I said it. And I, I thought, well, where can I go with it? Yeah. If you're sceptical, put it on your testicle. Or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: uh, before we get on to all the usual recommendations of stuff, we have got a belated birthday mate to mention. Ooh. Yeah, we had an email from Tim Hardman, who has emailed us in the past. He's uh, He said that him and his son listened to these entertainment shows and really enjoyed them. How old is his son? well his son on september the 3rd this year was 21 how about oh. that his son robert hardman was 21 and oh. tim his dad for his son's birthday and this is awesome parenting mate got him a personal personalized video message from robin asquith i mean awesome dad awesome son to even know at 21 who robin asquith is that's somebody who's being brought up right in my book mate
1: wow conf- was it because conf- he's the uh, confessions of a
0: yeah window cleaner all dude isn't he yeah
1: yeah ah god bloody hell that is amazing well happy birthday mm. um I, I wonder if they are hard men uh if you've got a, a surname hard man yeah you know you've, you've got to live up to the i you've mean unlike my surname jellyman <laughs> 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 So if it was
0: a boxing match and it was you two, who would the big money be on? But you see, that there's you. You've got, you know, you've got form in the ring, mate. You're, you know, you're a winner in the ropes. So, which which ring are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yes. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, not for a while, I have to say. But um, but yeah, if you had a hard man against a jelly man, it's <laughs> just going on the names alone. You yeah. you definitely put your money
0: on the hard men. You would too. So. And uh, yeah, and at 21, he's somebody, uh, Robert, you've got to start biting below the belt grooming stuff now because, yeah, look after those uh, tight little testes because they will soon fall. Yes. And, you know,
1: your, uh, well, say girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, or whoever, uh, your partner will um, will appreciate you for it. Yeah. I'm sure they will.
0: Yeah. So I hope you, hope you had a good 21st. And uh, thanks for listening, of course.
1: Oh, the- to be 21 again fuck oh, me
0: remember those days oh. i know
1: I'm, i mean i'm old enough to be his
0: dad myself the god almighty <laughs> that's scary isn't it it is all right let's move on to some recommendations mate i'm going to start again with a youtube channel and um this is one that had been quiet for a while there's been some more stuff put on there and it is awesome and it's called 60mw podcast oh yeah there's some awesome interviews gone on there lately uh and some of the stuff that was on there before there's some retro gaming reviews that have been getting a lot more views now getting more subscribers to it i would uh yeah seriously though go, go and subscribe to our youtube channel because it's sort of uh it's picking up a bit again now and there's more stuff to go on there so yeah as i get more interviews quite a few of them we get offered to do the video as well so i thought well oh, fuck it as well as putting out an audio show i'll put the video version on the youtube channel and uh this thing i've got the rambo Ward game here. I still need to do the unboxing video of it. I've opened it obviously, but I need to do a video of it so people can see what it's like. And I've got a few other ideas for some videos. So, uh, yeah, give us a subscription on YouTube because, as well as doing that, it also helps us uh, get interviews and stuff just because we know people look at the numbers. And if you've got X amount of numbers, you get an interview. And if you've got, X, you know, if you haven't got that amount, you don't. So, yeah. Leave it. Leave us a sub on there. There's some stuff going up on there. Mm. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. I. I did. I, you know. I did do, do those for a, a year or so, and I. I did enjoy doing them. Uh. The retro videos, but it, again, like with everything, it's just time, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, but as and when, I would like to get back into those. Um. Because they were good fun. Hmm. You know, just sort of similar to what we do in with the the spotlight movie shows and TV show. Is it's it's all nostalgia, isn't it? You know, playing games yeah, from. Yeah. When I was a kid, you know, do they still stand up? Are they, you know, all that. So, but we're getting,
0: you know. It's time. It's like you said, everything takes time. It's like with a the Clinkcast. These people go, oh, you've done this show. Why don't you do one of them? Clinkcast takes fucking ages to put together. And then when yeah. you've got, you know, loads of interviews that you've got to prep for and record and do all of that, and they've got to take priority because they're out to promote a film or an album, or whatever. Suddenly, like two, three, four months have gone. And you think, fuck, I haven't done one of those yet. And it's yeah. just, you know, there's only so much time in the day that we can, you know, put into doing this as much as we love it. So we will get there eventually. Yeah.
1: And it's great to look back at the older stuff. But then at the same time, you know, we, we are getting loads of reviews for new stuff, too. You know what I mean? So it's like we've got to focus on those. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing in terms of gaming and and, and everything You know, some. Awesome reviews on there for some of the the newer games that may not get as much publicity as some of the AAA stuff, but just as good fun. I think you're playing one at the minute called Pacer, aren't you? Which you're enjoying. Oh, yeah, it's
0: really good. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, you could put it down to the dumbest way and go, oh, it's a Wipeout clone. But it's made by people that originally would do with making Wipeout anyway. But, yeah, they put their own little twist on it and I'm having a great time with it yeah it's really good so review Fantastic. on there soon and then that's kudos to you you know being the the ceo of the video game department you're making all <laughs> these contacts and we're getting more games coming in and reviewing them and so yeah again just keep an eye on the website it's, you know this entertainment show is all mostly about stuff to watch but uh, you've got the abc of gaming for things to play but look on the website as well for things to watch and things to listen to and things to play because there's loads on there and like you said, there's been loads of uh, loads of video game reviews recently, which has been good. And, <laughs> of course, you know, not as we're moaning about playing a game that we've been sent, but that's, it's all time again, isn't it? You're playing a game mm-hmm. and then you've got to put so many hours into it. You can't play it for 30 minutes and write a review.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, uh, you know, I, I might not necessarily have the time to complete it, but, you know, I want to put, put a good amount of time in because mm. I don't want to say you know, um, it's amazing when it it, it might tail off, do you know what I mean? Because um, sometimes they front load games so that they're, you know, they obviously want you to play them yeah. and then they could just tail off and be crap. So, you know, it, it is, I like to make sure, you know, I have a bit of, I like to think I've got a bit of integrity, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not just uh, saying, yeah, boy, it's amazing. Um, when actually, you know, um, I like to, to actually sort of, give an honest opinion yeah. which i think we've done over uh, we, the past. we all
0: do that which, which is fair it would mean yeah. the website would mean nothing if everything we reviewed we put yeah, this is really good i mean i reviewed a few films recently and i've just panned a few of them because they were shit and again you know it's just our opinion you might play it you might watch it or listen to it and think completely different but at least you know we're always honest with our opinions and not going to go yeah this is really good just because we've been sent it so mm-hmm. yeah anyway moving on and this i know i sort of you know threw a curveball at you saying i hope you sat down with the whole you know ditty with below the belt and nobody could be asked the bastards <laughs> uh, <laughs> this time th- this is a sincere honest one mate that it is good that you're sat down because i would hate for you to faint and fall and crack your head or something because you're going to need to be sat down because i have not one not two I have three television recommendations. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Can you believe that?
1: What on earth, Dave? What? Actually, no. Who are you, and where? What have you done with
0: Dave? That's the. <laughs> um, That's because it is because with being, like, you know, having these bouts of like illness and oh my god i can't move there's been times where it's like i can't even be asked to watch a film like me mm. watch a film just put just put something on the telly and you know whatever um I've, so I've got three recommendations the first one is one of the funniest things i have seen uh it was a one-off on tv it was on bbc2 so it'll be around somewhere i'm not sure if it's still on iplayer or not uh and it's a mockumentary and it's called The Kemps, All True, with Martin and Gary Kemp from Spandau Valley. Uh, mm. And it was them really taking the piss out of themselves uh, and and their lives and their past. And the, sort of this feud that's going on between them and that they're really stupid. And I, me and Tina watched it and we both laughed out loud so many times, mate, and to give you an idea of the humour in it, so this is the level. I think people know the level of our humour because uh, it's all cock and ball gags from as soon as we start. But <laughs> one of these things, and and you do it does help watching it if you're of a certain age because there's a lot of references that they give from the 1980s. So if you know if you were growing up in the 80s and you can remember stuff from there, because one of the things they talk about is putting stickle bricks. Remember stickle bricks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, putting stickle bricks up your arse and getting them covered in bum juice (laughs) what (laughs) that is word for word putting stickle bricks up your arse and getting them covered in bum juice if you think that was funny and that sounds like your type of humor the kemp's all true is what you need to go for it is ridiculous very very silly and just funny it it Hit all the right notes for me because there was all the, you know, nostalgia references. It was them taking the piss out of themselves and lots of other people. uh, And, yeah, just stupid, mate. It was really good and a bit rude.
1: That sounds great. Mm. Uh, I like, I mean, you know, I like um, Spandau Ballet and, you know, some of their songs and everything. So, again, it's good that I guess they can look at that and themselves and take the mickey because... They've been through, you know, there's been lots going on with Spandau Ballet over the years, hasn't there? You know, falling out and yeah, taking yeah. that... and they did touch on that.
0: Well, actually, they did more than touch on it. They really ripped the piss out of everybody <laughs> to do with it.
1: Really? So, yeah. yeah, and, like, court cases and all sorts, you know. So at the time, that would have been pretty full on. Um, and they're both, you know... Um, well, uh, they've both been actors, haven't they? They are in The Craze, yeah, yeah. Uh, famously, and uh, obviously... Um, Oh, who's who? <laughs> Martin Kemp. He was in EastEnders, wasn't yes, he, for he a was, long, yeah. long time. Uh, Gary. Uh, he he was. He's done a few sort of Hollywood movies. He was in um, The Bodyguard, wasn't he? Bloody hell! Mm-hmm. Uh, as amongst other things. So you know. Oh, that's good. I'll have to look over for that. Then you'll love um, it, mate.
0: I'm sure you you will absolutely love it. That Definitely. sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. How, how long are the episodes? It's just one. It's a one off. I think it oh, was it? Oh. Yeah, it was oh I had a wild guess, maybe about fifty minutes an hour, something like that. Uh but yeah, just a one off. Uh, I'd love them to do another one because it, i just found it so funny. <laughs> it's so yeah, wherever you're listening to this, the Kemps, all true. Uh, mockumentary. It'll be it'll be available somewhere on the internet if it's not an iPlayer or somewhere.
1: I think it is it's on our
0: player. Um, it, well, looking at this as well, you've got
1: as it's as of recording uh, eight months left to watch. Oh, so. there you
0: go, then plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it is well, well worth watching, and it will give you a laugh. Uh, Brilliant. The next TV one is on Netflix. It's six episodes, and it's called High Score, and it's all about the the creation and the development of video games in the eighties and nineties. Bit more nostalgia here. Uh, this was really good goes in depth uh, but it's not it's not a dry series and it covers all sorts from different consoles to making stories of making the games how they were marketed the sold the the audience they went to it was one that i watched it i watched i think three episodes one day uh, and then i was still feeling like shit the next day and i watched another three at the other three the next day just to edit it up in one go. It was really, really good. Not not a minute boring in it whatsoever, which some can be, can't they? You know, you can get some about video games and they're a bit bit too dry and academic and boring and even too geeky sometimes. But this this hit just the right note of being informative, entertainment and, um, you know, a little bit of humour in it too.
1: See, I've heard of this, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, so, and I'm, I'm always a bit sceptical um, to put it on my testicle, um, but... <laughs> No, I'm I'm sceptical because uh, it's like you, you watch a lot of these and and they've done a fair few of them over the years. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, it, 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 Is it American sort of like centric, you know what I mean? Does it look at the American side of things or does it look at the... It looks you know, like the, world...
0: No, it's worldwide really. It covers a lot okay. to do with it. Yeah, it is. It's one of the better ones that I've seen because I've watched a few just like one-off documentaries to do with video games and some have been good and some have been awful and some have been just mediocre but I'd put this as this was good I really enjoyed it and I learned some stuff from it a few times I went oh I never knew that which is always mm. good so yeah if you're into your video games high score on Netflix I'd I'd recommend that one
1: I'll definitely want to check that out because uh, oh, yeah. I'm like a big gamer and all that kind of stuff but yeah, yeah. um talking about that I mean you can't not mention from bedrooms to billions which oh, uh, of course yeah we both love that, don't we? Uh, you know, just, and that's a, a great documentary. And we, we spoke to them, didn't we, Anthony and Nicola Caulfield a few years ago, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the makers of the documentary. And, uh, you know, I love that because it is very much based on the, you know, the British scene, isn't it? You know, um, bedroom coding, you know, when the, the, the uh, this Commodore and Spectrum and then how it all blew up, you know, and how, you know, it, it is a, billion dollar industry or billion pound industry whatever you want to call it you know what it's grown into from where it started i love that and it's such a short space of time as well if you think i mean it's not that long ago really i mean it's all happened since i've been around and yeah. I mean, i'm i'm 44 so uh you know and it's so in, in that in a short space of time if you look at where it started to where it is now it's crazy um there's another good one an audiobook um i can't remember if you recommended it to me or if somebody else did but it's called console wars and this is focused on nintendo and sega you know particularly in the um the, the late eighties nineties you know with the the master system uh, the nes nintendo Ent- entertainment system and then onto the um, the mega drive or genesis as it was called in america and then the super nintendo and so it's focused on that and it's uh, you know th- involving the the people that were uh, it's based at well it's it's sort of the the, the story is focused on a guy called tom Kalinsky who was uh, drafted into um, market and uh, get involved with all of the the promotion for the um, the Genesis when it was coming out. So and yeah. it's all about the I suppose the you know the tactics and the wars that that them and Nintendo and the fights and everything else. Um, you know. So and then have uh, that. I suppose they became a less relevant when playstation started to get involved so it's that that kind of era but i really like that so that's a, a good recommendation mm. for audiobooks as well
0: nice nice well my third and final tv recommendation and it is my main tv recommendation um of this episode and it's it's weird the timing with this because it's a netflix show that ran for six series uh Shits creek We've been watching, we've been watching, and now we started watching this, I'd say the beginning of this year, and we've just watched an episode, like, you know, as and when, and it's taken us till, well, actually, we f- we finished, it's weird, the, the very final episode, we watched two days before the Emmys, and then it sort of swept the board almost at the Emmys, and won like loads and loads of awards at this year's Emmys. Uh and it was one that Tina said, "Oh, let's let's start with this." It's one of those, and we've talked about these before. You know, it's like twenty odd minutes an episode. You can just easily sit through one. Um, I was like, "Oh yeah, go on then," and immediately fell in love with it. Mostly to do with the characters. The writing in it is great. It's funny. It's uh, it's heartfelt. It's got a lot of um, yeah, it's got a lot of pathos to it. And Tina, the amount of times that Tina was in tears watching it as well across all six series it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry it's one of those and you really do love to love the characters in it uh, because of the quality of writing in it and it didn't surprise me when it won all the Emmys and it went from not too many people knowing it not too long ago to where like everybody's watching it if they haven't already and if you haven't watched it and if you've been put off by oh oh, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon with Shit's Creek it really is worth watching and for me to say that and for me to stick with a series a six series, I think, is recommendation in itself. And if you haven't watched it, mate, you and Kate will love it, definitely.
1: Mm. Mm. How long are the episodes? About 22 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, funnily, as you mentioned that, we are looking for new recommendations for TV shows. Um, so we finished Brooklyn 99, and we love that. You know, um, the, the latest series isn't available to watch yet. So, but, yeah, just thought that was fantastic. And... um we, the other TV show, which I, I, I guess I'll is my recommendation of the three months. You know, it's it's the, probably the most favourite thing that you know we've watched over the the past three months. Uh, I'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, but we are on the the hunt now for something like that—a twenty-two minute, mm. you know, thirty-minute comedy tv show that we can both just sit down enjoy and it's not too heavy um and we can perhaps watch a couple of three episodes in a row and just enjoy it
0: yeah and the character development the story arcs that they all go through is really good and you do get drawn into their lives and actually care for them which is something that you know it's a big deal when you're watching something like that and it adds to the laughs and it adds to you know when stuff doesn't go quite right in it but yeah uh, have some tissues ready for the odd tier mate.
1: Mm, mm. Sounds great. Yeah, because yeah. I, I hadn't heard of it either until like you said the Emmys. Um. So yeah, and and like you said, considering there's been like six series, and then all of a sudden it's just won a shitload of stuff. Yeah,
0: as it's finished. Um, <laughs> as yeah. it's no more. So, is that it? It's done. Yeah, it's finished. Yeah, that's it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was this Canadian series that was just on this little. Um, Little station in Canada and it's just grown and grown and the audience is, you know, more and more word of mouth. It's one of those word of mouth things that suddenly got more and more popular and then it's appeared on Netflix and people have discovered it and it's it's well worth everything that it won.
1: Fantastic.
0: So yeah, that's me for T V three T V recommendations.
1: That is crazy. Yeah, don't
0: expect any (laughs) more for about another six years now.
1: uh there you go um i mean it's only taken you know you being ill and also obviously a a pandemic for that to happen
0: those two things to combine together that gets me watching television programs
1: if if there's more you know that we're gonna the end of the world's on its way (laughs) (laughs) go on then you've got two. I'll talk about my TV series since we're on the theme of TV. And, and this is my recommendation. I was going to save it, I guess, till before we went over to the uh, double dip, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, it's Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you've watched any of it at all yet, but um, so we, um, obviously, like I said, I, Adam and I have been doing the Karate Kid movies. We, we didn't do the first one because, I mean, really, you know, what is it to say? And I think the point of doing the Spotlight Reflection Show is, is to, to pick films that aren't necessarily that well known as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. You, You're focusing on films that you haven't watched for a long time and as a kid, you know, so, um, and everybody knows the story of The Karate Kid, but The Karate Kid Part Two and Three, I suppose, are a little bit more, you know, not, lesser known if you like uh, or not as popular as the first one so Ben mentioned um, Cobra Kai because it originally started on YouTube, I think you could watch the first one for free but then you had to like either subscribe to YouTube or buy them and I don't know just the thought of buying something on YouTube doesn't yeah. compute no, with me do, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I just I didn't do that, and then it was announced recently that it was coming to Netflix, and I thought, great, there you go, that's my opportunity. Um, so we sat down to watch it, and this, again, a TV show that Kay and I have watched together now, there's two series, there's 10 episodes per uh, series or season, um, and they're about 30 minutes long generally, you know, sometimes sometimes they're about 27 minutes, sometimes they're about 35, So, but on average they're about 30 minutes apiece, so easily digestible. And what I'd say that, you know, it does really well uh you know is that it it, ha- it has loads of things there for fans of the movies uh you know but it also does a really good job of not leaving behind people who haven't necessarily got that same fondness or won't necessarily understand why a certain thing is happening um because Within the TV series, they will have either a flashback to the, the movie so that it gives you some context and understanding. But for me, having watched the second and third film particularly um, and revisiting those characters because it follows on in the lives 30 years on from, you know, the Karate Kid, um 2 and 3 uh, of Daniel LaRusso. And, uh, and Johnny Lawrence, you know, who were the, the I suppose, if you like, the the uh, protagonist and antagonist from the first film. And it, you know, we're not going to give away too much about the plot. I think most people know the general plot is is that um, uh, Daniel LaRusso has gone on to have a really successful career. He owns his own um car salesman you know uh or sales thingy whatever he sells cars I <laughs> can't get my words <laughs> out. uh you know but it's not just a you know he's a car salesman it's a really high end cars you know he's he's successful uh he's wealthy he's got a wife and two children a boy and a girl uh you know and and he's kind of made it if you like so Uh, Whereas on the opposite end of the scale, you've got Johnny Lawrence, who's a bit of a bum, you know, he's got nothing. He's got a son, which he's estranged from, Uh, you know, his uh, his wife wants nothing to do with him. Um, And so it's it's basically how their lives changed and they pinpoint it from if you like, the tournament at the end of the first Karate Kid film when, you know, Johnny lost and Daniel won. And then it's, if you like, kind of that changed their lives forever. You know what I mean? That's kind of where it's coming from. But then when you you throw into it, you know, um, the kids as well, um, and then Johnny decides, you know, that he wants to start up Cobra Kai again. So... That's as far as I'm going to go in terms of plot and everything. What I absolutely love about it, it are all of the references to the films. There is so many th- references in terms of the original score, the music by Bill Conti, um, and a lot of throwbacks to the film in terms of, like they said, the flashbacks, um, just the, the the style of it, the, the the general attitude of it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's great, you know, and seeing how these characters interact with each other and you know they're at odds with each other you know they're at war with each other sometimes but then it also shows that in an you know if they actually put their differences aside they could be really good friends and then on top of that like I said you've got the kids you know Daniel LaRusso's got a daughter who's in high school then you've got another kid who's in high school who's um being bullied and he you know joins up with Cobra Kai and uh, he hasn't got a father, so he, you know, kind of Johnny Lawrence's, uh, you know, character, you know, there's that sort of, I suppose, father figure. Uh, whereas, you know, he 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 has actually got a, a kid himself, who's uh, around, all around the same age, um, but they have nothing to do with each other and they hate each other. So it's it's all those dynamics and all they'll come together. Um, And, you know, all the references to um, Mr. Miyagi, and and it's great. I just – it's really, really entertaining. You know, it's just an entertaining um, TV show. It's the fight – there's fight scenes in it. Um, And I was talking to Adam about this, you know, because they're they're not like – or what I'd say like really high quality um, fight scenes in terms of like massively choreographed uh, you know, like you would expect in a martial arts movie or whatever. But, that's not necessarily the point because see, in the films they weren't either. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. they um, you got some that are a little bit better than others, and then you got some that just you can clearly tell. I mean, in the in the movies, like um, Daniel LaRusso's character like he could barely punch his way of a paper <laughs> bag. Um you know what I mean? So there's there's all of that in it. Um but it like Adam I think described it best, in as much as that it almost it feels a little bit power rangers-y, like in terms of the, the fighting, but it just about pulls it off do you know what i mean yeah um and yeah but i mean we've loved it it's laugh out loud funny in places i mean we have just are particularly i have just laughed out loud i think it's just the reaction sometimes of johnny's character to various things because he's just stuck in the 80s you know what i mean he hasn't got a clue what a smartphone is doesn't know what the internet is uh, you know and and just kind of as just like i said he's just lost to that era uh where he just uh, he just listens to that type of music you know and wears clothes from that era and uh you know he just wants it to be like that it's like his life just kind of stopped at the point where he lost that tournament and he's just been bumbling his way through life um from then there on in um it's great i i loved it i just thought it was it's brilliant so I'm really looking forward to the next series which starts in January um and then I think it's been commissioned for another one um and you know people might say well it's just a because again it balances the focus on the older characters but as well you know with the teen drama stuff if you want to call it that you know because they're teenagers so there's drama going on in their lives they're teenagers um but it balances it in such a really nice way that, I mean, the first film, if you like the second film, all the Karate Kid films. And although it, by the time the third one came out, Dan, um, Ralph Macchio was 27. So hardly a kid anymore, uh, and couldn't do much karate, but still, um, it's like, well, those films had their, their fair share of teen drama. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, Johnny's going out with Ali. Ali likes um, Daniel Larusso. Then there's tension. Then there's fights. You know what I mean? So, but it so it does follow the, the theme of the first ones, but it also then adds in, um, you know, the 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 older characters. So yeah, it's great. It's really good. Really, really good. And there's some episodes which, like I said, they're just it's pure nostalgia and and just if you've got any kind of love for the movies then you'll really enjoy them but even if you don't like i said my wife doesn't really but she's enjoyed it and there's so many characters that i brought back from the movies that you know are still uh with us original characters yeah um like um daniel larusso's mom uh a lot of the cobra kai characters uh you know and it's just it's great it's really really good i loved it I've, I've, it's nice. thoroughly enjoyable nice
0: I will i will quickly mention as well uh, i said that was it for tv series two of the boys we talked about series one yeah it's just as good series two we finished that the other day um it's it gives you everything and more that series one gave you with the extreme violence and very funny and characters that you love to hate and i'm going to say that the deep is definitely my favorite character now because it is it, even better in series two there's some really funny bits in it and some what the fucking hell just happened bits in it and <laughs> yes yeah and uh yeah lots of uh saying cant again in it <laughs> <laughs> so it, g- it gives you what series one gave you but they've just ramped everything up a little bit too with the added advantage of um a character called stormfront who is awesome in it as well
1: cool uh, that's on our list because we did enjoy that and again my wife's not really into violent stuff but she did enjoy. Um, this is so enjoy... over the top
0: though isn't it it's yeah just, it's, yeah know, it's almost comic book but it is yeah it's really good if you like the first series you'll love this and yeah they're already promoting series three i don't think they've started filming it yet but uh, that looks like it could be quite enjoyable too fantastic mm. um documentaries i've got two documentaries to talk about uh, the first one is called uh, An Accidental Studio, and this is all about handmade films. You know, George Harrison rolled a load of money for handmade films. They did yeah. um, Life of Brian and a load of other that Pythons were in, uh, and, oh, God, Mona Lisa and, and all this great independent British um, production company from the late 70s and through the 80s and onwards. Really good story about them, a lot of how it came to be with george harrison and the pythons wanting money for the life of brian how they got the well they thought they'd got the, the initial budget for it and they started building all the sets and everything and then the rug was pulled from under them and then george harrison came to save the day and managed to get money together and handmade films was uh, was made and there's there's interviews with the likes of michael palin and um eric Idle. And then old interviews with George Harrison, lots of people behind the camera, in front of the camera. Anybody that's got any interest in, well, in film in general, not even in filmmaking, but just in film, uh, and especially independent British films, and Monty Python as well. It's really good, mate. Uh, It's not just talking heads. They show clips behind the scenes from while they were making films, some great stories, uh, what went on, some good some not so good some shady deals that happened and yeah it's it's, it was really really enjoyable and gives you a little insight into the world of of filmmaking and some of the films that you know sort of grow up watching and are still really good i mean when you see clips of with nail and i and you think fuck i want to watch that again now (laughs) it's all different all different it will make you want to watch a load of films that uh, if you haven't already seen them oh my god if you haven't seen say with nail and i just go and watch it now but ones you know like old python films and mona lisa and yeah go back and watch them the long good friday it's like oh, we, yeah we yeah. went oh fuck we haven't seen that in ages i want to watch that again now so yeah you'll, you'll watch this documentary and then you'll have a long list of films that you want to watch or re-watch so yeah it's really good mate very very good very entertaining that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that sounds good. What's that on? Sorry, is that on Netflix? Did you say it's available? It's one of oh, the okay. yeah. It's it's out <laughs> there in the ether, <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, just keep an eye on it. As is well, this next one, which is of course, it's it's my documentary recommendation, it is on um, it's on iTunes, I think, at the moment, and a few other places. I got sent a review link for it, we got a, an online review screener of it and there is a review on the website uh but it is so good i thought i'm gonna have to have it as my documentary recommendation on, on you know the next entertainment show and it's called dtf mm, um
1: you told me about this um yeah. you did ask me to watch it but i never got around to it yet so <laughs> mate when you writing. get the
0: time watch it because it is one uh obviously it's an acronym i never knew what the acronym was until I had to look it up online at the end of the film because they go in one of the characters, and I'll, I'll explain what the you know the whole story is in a minute. But one of the characters keeps saying, um, "Oh yeah, she's DTF. Yeah, she's DTF." And I am going, "What's DTF?" And I'm trying to work it out in my head, and I thought I'm not locking now. I'll wait till the end of the film if I can't work it out. And then I looked at the end of the film, and I fucking hell, no! I never, I never knew that. And it means down to fuck. I never. Okay. Did, yeah, I never knew that. I knew. You know, I know like loads of acronyms. It's like fuck me. I can't even look at. I don't know. BBC without thinking big black cock. It's you know all those acronyms <laughs> for like porn ones. An ATM machine, and you think ass to mouth. There's all these different like porn acronyms and stuff. But I know, DTF didn't have a clue until after after the mm. documentary. So what it is is this: uh, it's an airline pilot, and his wife passed away with cancer, x amount of years ago. And his friend is, um, well, he's a, he's a filmmaker. And he thought, right, well, what he'll do, he'll make a documentary. Because it's it, obviously, you know, years, you know, a few years, I think it's like about five years or so have passed that, you know, this, uh, this pilot's wife died of cancer. So his mate thinks, right, well, the pilot thinks, you know, I want love him in my life again. Fair enough. So his mate goes, okay, we'll, we'll make the documentary of, of you trying to find love on Tinder. I thought, well, that's you know, that's it's quite an interesting premise. I'll I'll watch this. And like all good documentaries that we've talked about, I mean the high benchmark, once again, mate, is um, abducted in plain sight for mm. those what the fuck? You know, how many times during a documentary do you go, what the fuck? Something else happens. What the fuck? This, I think, mate, this beats abducted in plain sight for the amount of times I said, what the fuck? (laughs) It takes so many different turns. So it begins of, of, you know, his his friend with a camera, following his airline pilot friend. So I think it's over the course of 18 months travelling the world, trying to find love on Tinder. That's how it begins. Doesn't end like that. Ends in a completely different place. Takes so many different left turns as you go along. You end up I mean, I recommended it to Tom. Tom watched it, and he really enjoyed it. But he had the same thing. You will, you will get so annoyed watching it. You will get angry with one person in it. You really will get wound up and going, "You fuck!" You can't help but do it. I <laughs> defy you to watch it and not get angry with somebody. But at the same time, somebody else in it, your empathy for them, you're going, "Oh fuck me, mate! I feel so sorry for you." So sorry for you and then in between all of this you go in what the fuck is going on now and when you think it can't take another turn it takes another turn and of course like all the best ones takes a turn into darkness mate and it gets darker and darker until until the very end of the film where something happens something is said and something happens and you go, fuck me. It is so good. Wow. But yeah, just prepare, be prepared to be wound up and be annoyed. Um, but at the same time, just have loads of empathy for somebody else and going, oh, Jesus Christ. It, I was gripped by it, mate. It's It's very, very good indeed.
1: DTF. Oh Wow. I mean if if it's taken the top spot for your, you know, sort of high bar, then um then yeah, definitely sounds very yeah, good.
0: Yeah. If anybody again, you know, if you watch that abducted in plain sight, you you I can't see you liking abducted in plain sight and not liking this. It's one of those. Lots lots of twists and turns, going into darker and darker places. Um yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to say anything else because I I knew nothing about it when I was watching it. And I was, my jaw was hitting the floor. <laughs> Another revelation. Something else happened. And you think it's what the hell's going on here? So yeah, definitely my documentary recommendation. Very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, have you got any documentaries? Are we on? Are we on to <laughs> movies? Or have got anything else before we get into movies?
1: No, I haven't got any documentaries. I've got some films. I've got a few films. Um, A little report card, I guess, based on the last time that we spoke. You mentioned um, Ford versus Ferrari, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So we watched that. And um, similarly to what I think what you said, really, really enjoyed it. It was just uh, a really enjoyable, exciting, you know, gripping film. Um, Performances were great by... Christian Bale and um, Matt Damon, um, just yeah, really, really, really good. And and again, one of those where you, you um, what's his name, Josh Lucas, I, and I, I, I thought I've only ever seen him play shit bags. <laughs> you know what i mean um i, I he's um <clears throat> the sort of like the, the the dastardly suit that is employed by ford that, that tries to uh you know not to uh, not put an intended but you know throw a spanner in the works every you know try and sabotage uh what they're trying to do you know in terms of making the the fastest car to win uh, le mans um Uh, But yeah, I think similar to you, it's possibly about 15 minutes too long, uh, you know, Mm. um, but the racing scenes in it are just incredible, you know, they must have had some form of CGI as well as um, physical, but I couldn't tell the difference, uh, you know what I mean, and the only time I've felt that close you know, in terms of adrenaline to a car, um, you know, and racing and all that is, because I'm not really into motor motor racing and such, is uh, Senna, the documentary Senna, when that you feel like you are on part of that car as it's going around the track. And uh, so, yeah, really enjoyed that. I thought it was really good.
0: It's funny you should mention Senna because through the letterbox here just the other day from Fabulous Films dropped the Blu-ray of it. They're releasing it on Blu-ray. I think it's early next month. They've got the rights to it now so yeah a review of that will be uh, on the website and we'll be giving it away as a uh, yeah another fucking giveaway on our twitter (sighs) account running i've been running we've got so much to give away before we shut up shop for christmas mate i've been running five giveaways at a time because we've got that much stuff to give away on our twitter account so yeah that'll be um that'll be one that'll be i think early november i'll be giving that away on blu-ray
1: oh awesome um Another little report card, um, because I think you mentioned this again, um, is Onward.
0: Um, Oh, yeah, the animated film.
1: Animation, yes, uh, uh, with uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. uh, Please tell uh, me you cried at the
0: end. Sorry? Please tell me you cried at the end of it. Well,
1: I had a, a... a tear in my eyes uh, <laughs> i'd definitely be lying if i said i didn't um but yeah it's it's a, just a really again pixar in you know you take it for granted don't you that it's yeah. just with pixar but um just a really enjoyable entertaining movie um hits all the notes you know in terms of comedy uh you know some of the action scenes the the drama the, you know the emotional stuff um and so, we again, we all watched it together as a family, you know, with um, the two kids and, and uh, me and my wife. And, and we all enjoyed it. And I think, you know, by the end of it, I love what they did. You know, I'm not going to spoil it, but I just love the way it ended because you, you you see it going one way throughout the whole of the film, the way it's set up, and then it takes you in a different direction. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought it was great. Just a, another strong outing for... Um, Pixar you know probably not as not my, one of my favorites you know I I look at things like Monsters Inc yeah. as, as I suppose some of my favorite Pixar movies you know but definitely up there you know what I mean um yeah really good really yeah. enjoyable and uh, a nice twist on the, the particularly I suppose for me being a bit of a geek you know and the fantasy stuff you know yeah. and, and all of that uh, yeah really really good fun really enjoyable
0: yeah, I do like that. That was one I wasn't expecting much of. I know it's Pixar, and you know, you know, you're not going to be let down with Pixar, really. But it was one. Yeah, you know, the the sort of premise of it seemed all right. But yeah, I loved it when I was watching it.
1: Yeah, um, I but it's been a while since again we last spoke. But um, I watched. I went to the cinema, uh, a rare cinema trip because obviously at the moment we can't <laughs> because they should, yeah. uh, or Cineworld is anyway. But um. I w- the the last big film to come out uh, was Tenet. Oh,
0: um, yeah, of course. So,
1: yeah, so I went to the cinema to watch it because I lo- I really like Christopher Nolan films, you know, and and yeah, I think you ha- you have to go to the cinema to watch his movies because they are really cinematic, yeah. particularly the way that they're filmed. And you know, he films a lot of the s- sort of scenes in IMAX anyway, doesn't he? You know, and they're they're made for the cinema. So I really wanted to catch it, um, and. It's one of those films where oh, it's really, really enjoyable. But at the same time, I came out of it st- a little bit confused mm-hmm. and needing, feeling the need to watch it again. Whereas if you look at Inception, and, and that's quite a complex movie in itself, but at the same time, that just felt a lot more accessible, like it explained things better the thing with Nolan movies like he you know he doesn't do a great deal of exposition as such you know he, he does expect you as a, the viewer to keep up with him rather than you know kind of him leaving a trail of breadcrumbs and saying right this is what the plot is this is what you know you have to do etc and I think from one of the, well, the first Nolan film I, I saw of his uh, memento you know and I, I love that I think it's it's great um so I do need to watch it again. And, but at the same time, you know, and I was sort of th- thinking this, that in as much, you know, I, I watched the Mark Kerr mode review. Um, and I think I tend to agree a little bit with what he said in as much as that because people have complained a lot, a lot about the audio. Um, yes, you know, particularly yeah. with some of the, uh, you know, the scenes where they're talking to each other and they're on a the boat and you you do have to really pay attention to what they're talking about and what they're saying. And I think with a film that's so, you know, dense and complex as Tenet, you you do, I don't know. I'm a bit conflicted about it because, you know, I know Alan uh, saw it and he absolutely loved it and maybe he picked it up more than I did, you know, on his first view. But I definitely feel like I need to watch it again because I felt like I was struggling to keep up a little bit with it. And again, the the, I suppose the debate is: is that the fault of my fault, or is that the fault of the filmmaker? I don't know. And so, I'm I'm. It sounds like I'm really sort of slating it or damning it with faint praise a little bit, but very enjoyable, very big, very bombastic. You know, Hans Zimmer score. You know, it's sort of like you know, it's very loud. I watched, I saw it in IMAX, and it was loud. And I'm like having chatted with Alan. You know, the 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 soundtrack is quite integral to the, the film as well, you know, and, and everything. So um, really good performances. Um, Kenneth Branagh plays a, a Boo Hiss villain and he, he, you know, he's has a lot of fun doing that. Um, but yeah, re- enjoyable, very, very visually stunning. Um, but I do need to watch it again. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, as and when things settle down and cinemas open up again, they will re-release it because I think it definitely needs to be seen on the big screen to to get the full effect. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, everybody that I know that's watched it has said the same, that they've come out of it going, I need to watch it a second time to sort of really get everything that's going on. And they've mentioned about the sound as well. And I know with Christopher Nolan films he always has like a really sort of loud and sometimes overbearing soundscape going on everything that's why you need to watch them in the cinema with an awesome surround sound system Mm. and it sounds with this as though um yeah they've gone like really over the top with it with the sound and with maybe trying to be too clever for being clever's sake i don't know i haven't seen it yet so i can't you know all i'm going on is what everybody's told me but everybody that i know has been saying the same things
1: yeah um and before I hand it over to you, because um, I've got to mention this, and again, you've definitely seen this because I know you you talked about it a, a while ago. Now, uh, I watched Upgrade. Oh um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was um, one of those films that I'd heard good things about it, but it, you know, it still kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Um, again. It's pro- probably, it, it felt like a throwback to an 80s film. You know what I mean? It yeah, felt a yeah. bit like it had got shades of Robocop, bits of The Matrix, mm-hmm. even bits of um video game, Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution, you know, kind of because it, it's about um, a guy who um, is put in a wheelchair you know and can't move but he's given the opportunity to uh have an enhancement so that uh, he can walk again you know and you would you know in real life if you were given that option you'd take it wouldn't you oh yeah of course you would but then it's the side effect of this these nanobots or whatever they are that they implant in him then have other effects that you know uh and then there's this sort of this plot and conspiracy that happens as well um i thought it was great it's a really really good science fiction film and again it's not on it's not a particularly long film i think it was probably only for about an hour and a half um which again felt like a throwback to an 80s movie because revisiting a lot of these 80s films, um, a a great deal of them are an hour and a half long. Do you know what I mean? There's there's no films that are sort of generally over two hours that we've watched, which is refreshing in a lot of ways. Um, Just goes to show you how much things have changed now, particularly with... I've been going through the Marvel movies, you know, and, and they are, they gradually get longer and longer the more that you, <laughs> you what you know, that they the get into it. Um, so, you know, where, where you're getting close to like nearly three hours, which is a lot, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, a bit. So, but yeah, I just thought it was a really refreshing film, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it was, it was excellent. I think you liked it as well, didn't you?
0: I loved it. And Second Sight Films have put out a, an absolutely brilliant blu-ray release of it as well so if you do want to buy it check out the second sight films blu-ray release it's really really good loads nice. of good extras <clears throat> on it as well yeah it's well worth watching like you said it's a great film it's one that took me by surprise i, I enjoyed it far more than uh, i was expecting it's one i know it's one in years to come i'm going to rewatch a good few times
1: yeah mm-hmm. definitely but other than that like i said a lot of um you know, like I said, uh, you know, Marvel movies, um, going through those in order. I, I'm up to um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, so I'll watch that again. Um, and so, you know, I think Spider-Man Homecoming's the next one. But because I've watched that recently, it's like, and and me having that little bit of OCD in my, my brain, I don't want to skip over it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, you know, um, but... So I'll, I've got that to watch next. And then because I, I really want to watch, you know, as much as I just kind of suppose slated them a little bit, I really do want to watch uh, Infinity War and Endgame again uh, because, uh, you know, I saw those at the cinema, so it would be nice to watch. And I And I really did enjoy them. Um, so And Kay hasn't seen them. But, uh, but yeah, that, that that's about it, really, for my movies and other things to review <clears throat> and the um, the Spotlight movie shows. Yeah. Um, so over to you.
0: Okay. It's funny, just uh, briefly sticking on the Marvel films, because Tina started watching them in chronological order as well. And um and because I you know, I checked out with them ages ago. I not asked about ever seeing one again. She mm. she might be watching one now as we record. I think is it Iron Man that's the first one? Yes. Then is it Captain Marvel? Is it that one was next or what I forget. Anyway, she's whatever she's going through them in chronological order too. she wanted to
1: yeah watch them all. um captain marvel was one of the later ones that that came out really mm.
0: um but well, i mean quickly. in the timeline of the story for watching oh, time, them yeah, yeah not oh, in the no, way I'm that they came out yeah she's right. doing it into to follow the story you watch them in a different order to they were released apparently so uh, she's doing it that way so that the story all follows on
1: i see no i'm not doing it like that i'm just doing them in order of release oh, and, okay. and to, yeah to me that it's working for me Works anyway either way you, yeah yeah you know, but um oh that's cool. That's good. Good
0: good. Uh well I've only I've only got two movies before we go on to the double dip. Um and before that, mate, I'm sorry it is the section that refuses to be slaughtered as has got to happen. It's uh it's vegan alert. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. It, it just won't go away. Oh, we tried to God. kill it off and it just it just keeps coming back from the dead. Uh Right here we go. I've got three, okay. Short and sweet. Three. First one, one vote. It's a documentary, uh, from two thousand. Well, from this year. Um, oh, actually, no. It's when she watched it. She watched it obviously this year. It was last month she watched it. So one vote documentary. Vegan alert. Wee! Wee! <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's the thing we're doing it live. You actually hear the the bloody thing. It's amazing. <laughs> Man takes his son hunting and a caribou is graphically killed. Now, you see, that's a good reason to do it. If there's a vegan, and you're thinking of watching this documentary, they're being warned that you see a caribou graphically killed. So as much as, you know, I've taken the piss over however many episodes now, that's a good reason to do it, you know? Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a valid thing to do. But, and there's always a but, when you start talking about an animated film two thousand and three called brother Bear and you have to put in a vegan alert Whee! Whee! <laughs> it's, I remember this is an animated film about bears uh, bears awesome bears catching salmon in their mouth it's bears eating if if they didn't do that they would starve to death yeah Why? I I can't imagine there's many vegetarian, you know, b- uh, bears <laughs> <laughs> That's surely a good thing that they're eating. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be worse if they were there trying to catch salmon in their mouths and there was no salmon and they slowly... And the cartoon was them starving to death. What? what? It doesn't make sense. And it's a fucking cartoon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and finally, the human voice. I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. No. Vegan alert. Tilda Swinton tells the dog to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) How dare she, the bitch. And then underneath it, there's another one. Um, Oh, God, where is it? As a vegan point, because there's vegan points as well, plus things. So a vegan point, Tilda Swinton talks to the dog what so talking to it and telling it to shut up is obviously bad but then just talking to it is good it's yeah they're, they're wow. the uh high points or low points i took away from ones that i looked at before we started recording i'm sure there's many more i'm sure it will return in the next entertainment show because i do like looking through them because they do raise a smile <laughs> When I see them going, why the fuck have you put that? Yeah, I'm
1: just looking. I mean, it's always entertaining, isn't it? I don't only do it when we record, but uh, I'm just looking at it because um, Charlotte's Web. Oh, God. <laughs> Animated film. Um, vegan alert. <laughs> 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 I was wondering if you're going to do it. Uh, spider traps fly and offers to eat it when Wilbur falls asleep. <laughs> oh dear
0: oh it's yeah it's a never-ending source of hilarity mate it's good but like i said that first example i give you know that's a good reason to do it it's just you know a shame it goes into the weird and wonderful side although it's good because we can still take the piss every episode so that's good. definitely anyway my two movies first one hidden figures uh it's been out a while didn't hadn't seen it obviously until only a few weeks ago actually uh based on the true story it's the space race back in the 60s nasa versus russia for who can be the first into space and then who can get people to you know orbit the earth and of course russia got the first person into space and it's all about um focuses on three women uh real life women how much is dramatized and how much is actually true i'm not entirely sure which is the case with a lot of these, really, really very good. It's one of those where I like films where there's people in a position of power who think think they know it all and they're arsey, and then you get people coming in, like these three women, these three black women as well, uh, and working with NASA. And this is still at a time, remember, when there was, you know, it's blacks only, you know, places on the bus and even plaques only toilets and even to the point where there's a coffee machine and it's plaques only coffee machines you're thinking Christ this isn't too long ago when all this Mm. was going on you know it's ridiculous and uh, so yeah you've got these people in you know these NASA bigwigs and they're just so far up their own arse. it's a wonder they can see anything and uh, yeah these women come in and wipe the floor with them because they can do the job a lot a lot better. Uh, and they suddenly find out that oh, these women are really good, and they change the course of what happens within NASA. Now, like I said, I don't know how much is is completely fact and how much is dramatized a little bit, but that I know there's enough in there that you know the, the the gist of it all is like these were fucking awesome women, uh, and the stories needed to be out there and more people to know about them. And it's also one of those at the end, and I love this with films like this where it shows you photographs of the real women and it tells you, um there's bits of writing, you know, his little bio of what happened after the film, you know, when the the timeline of the film finishes, what happened with their lives and what carried you know, what they did afterwards. And it's it's really inspiring as well. Uh, you know, for people who may not be, you know, in a in a privileged position, didn't go like over here if you didn't go to Eton or, you know, Oxford, you know, or the Oxbridge gang who were uh, you get all the top jobs and all all the management positions, and it's like, oh, I've, you know, I've come off a of council estate in you know East London or somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You can still make you know, a good life for yourself, and fuck those. Tough, I was going to say Tory bastards. We don't do politics. Posh, <laughs> <laughs> posh bastards. You know, I I really I've really got to stick up my ass with management who who shouldn't really be in management positions. And this film really sort of exposes people in in power and, and middle management that shouldn't be there, and income people who can really fucking do the job properly. And um, but yeah, it's it's basically a story that uh, of these women who more people should know about. And I'm sure there's a lot more people out there in the world and in history whose stories should be told. And it's really entertaining. And it's you know it's it's a feel good film. It, you know you're watching, and you're going fuck yes. You show it to them. You do <laughs> you do that. And uh, yeah, I had a good time watching it. It was a good one. Fantastic! Mm. It's got um, Kevin Costner in as well, isn't it? Yes, it has, uh, and it's he's always worth watching.
1: Yeah, I like watching Kevin Costner in films, and uh, I remember this coming out actually, and and I think it was one of those like sleeper hits. It did really well yeah, at yeah. the box office in America, um, and so yeah, I'll, I'm um, I'm I'll gonna I'll check that one out. Mm. You it's, always give me lo- lovely recommendations. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I I think it's report? again. I think
0: it's another one that you and Kay will really love. Sit there together and go, yeah, that, that was good. You get swept away with it, and you do get. Um, you, you do get swept in with the story and the characters, and you're really rooting for the characters. I mean, that makes a difference. You, you really want them to do well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely recommended. But my my main recommendation, movie, before we get onto the double dip, is it's the new Borat film. And I'll begin, it's not as good as the first one, but it made me laugh enough that... <laughs> I, and that's what you want. It's a comedy film. It made me laugh. That's what I wanted. And it may, it gave me those uncomfortable laughs that mm-hmm. Borat gives you. You go, oh, shouldn't really be laughing at this. Oh, that's a bit sort of cringy, but fuck me. That's funny. Uh, particularly, and again, giving nothing away, um, he does with his... Because he's got a daughter in this. That's giving nothing away. That's in the trailers and everything. And uh, awesome actress. Um, I haven't written the name down here, but she she steals the movie, I'd say. She is so good in it. And from watching the trailer, it was one of those... I thought, oh. I hope I hope they're not going to sort of water it down because of course, Borat the first one it was just focused on him, and I thought it, with the focus maybe not being just on him and there's now another character in it. Is his daughter? Is it going to take away from the humour? No, it doesn't. It sort of it doubles it because the actress that plays his daughter is so fucking good, and the stuff that they get into. And I've watched uh, interviews with him since, and how they did the uh, not rehearsal. How did they did the audition? For the part, And they went through so many different actresses and she came in and they did all this improv session and they went out there, you know, out into the into the wilds and, and trying to fool people. And you he said her improvisation was brilliant, which is in the film, because you've got to just think on your feet, the situations that they put themselves in. But there's this one particular bit. Uh, and all I'm going to say is it's Bora and his daughter. And I think it's called doing the moon dance at uh, this sort of high society place with all these debutantes. And they do a dance together. That is, uh, it's very memorable. Is what I'm going to say. You won't forget it once you watched it. And you we were just pissing ourselves laughing, but at the same time, going, "Oh fucking hell, that's a bit much," but finding it hilarious. So while not as good as the first one, it still made me laugh loads.
1: Still good. Yeah. Ah, so, yeah, I like the first one, and I know that's going to be a film that I'll have to watch on my own because Kay doesn't like oh. um, Sasha Baron Cohen. At all, generally, you know, and particularly Borat, uh, you know, and so, and, and uh, what was the other one? Bruno, that was the other one as yeah, well. Yeah, I wasn't it, a fan it, of it
0: Bruno, to be honest. I didn't like that one.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that. so this is an Amazon, Amazon um, Prime. Yeah. original, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll t- talk about this shortly anyway, but I think. Um, because I, I somebody mentioned to me that there's quite a few good films on amazon um prime at the minute they're i think 1917 yeah. parasite uh, i know they're not originals but you know i, I, I well I mean, we'll talk about this in a bit because we're going to talk about a netflix uh, own movie you know uh, i think that maybe they're making slightly better quality films than than the, the netflix ones i mean yeah. 7 uh, was it 7500 we watched that was an amazon Original, I think. Um, yes,
0: yeah, it was.
1: So yeah, I get the feeling that they're doing films that are a bit better quality than the, sh- should we say, showy blockbusters of um, of some of the Netflix yeah. ones that they're trying to capture that audience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But well, you know, I haven't watched them all, so I can't. You know, I shouldn't release comment, I guess. But the ones I've watched, put it like that, are better than the, the, some of the ones that i've watched on netflix you know
0: yeah i think i agree with you on that mate same here yeah don't know why but it just seems to be that way yeah shall we move on to the uh, double dip section then yes as always our favorite sec one of our favorite sections oh. that's that should be awesome and just uh, just pull the curtain back again we didn't discuss beforehand which movie we were going to talk about first it'll be a surprise for you yes yeah so yeah listen for what <laughs> For whatever trailer gets in your ears first mate and that's the one you can talk about first how about that you're full of surprises tonight aren't I you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called not knowing what i'm doing and just winging <laughs> it after all these years just making it up as i go along uh but unfortunately saying it into the microphone anyway here we go double dips let's do it and now preview time When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Ah, the Highlands. One of the purest places on Earth. Hardly a foot has touched... Wait, who the hell? Okay, roll call. Duncan McDonald's. Dean Gibson.
1: DJ Beatrice. Uh, Can I have your real name? Just that third one down there, William de Beauvoir. William. De Beauvoir. Oh, what did you tell him? him to go himself? Oh, nice. Who are you, Ian? I'll meet you at the campsite at 6 p.m.
0: Oh, wow. Be careful. We don't want to get lost in the Highlands. There's danger everywhere. Hello, boys.
1: What's happening here? Oh, run! Run, He nearly killed us! We got your weapons. What are you I'll we'll make a bomb. Oh, oh. <laughs> Where's the explosion? You have the whole point of a bomb? Mr. Kaleo! have <laughs> never seen a murder before. I'm homeschooled. This is our number one case now. Here, take some of these. You'll feel invincible.
0: Your generation, you're always complaining, always saying you are the victim.
1: You madman!
0: We have to stop them.
1: Yeah, well, super high.
0: You won't get away with this. We always do. Let's finish this. (laughs) Nothing ever happens in the Highlands. <laughs> oh, yeah!
1: So there you go. Wow. Welcome back. Um, This is our double dip section. So we both watch a film that we haven't seen before. Um, Difficult for me because Dave has seen quite a lot. So, um, but I send him a list of films. He picks them and then he just sends me one generally and I've not seen it. (laughs) So... Um, but you heard the trailer for Get Duked, uh, which was released in 2019. Uh, it's got a 6.2 out of 10 on Metacritic based on 4,051 ratings. Um, it has got actually got a Metacritic as well, but the, the synopsis of it is an anarchic hip-hop inspired comedy that follows four city boys on a wilderness trek as they try to escape a mysterious huntsman. Ooh. Um <clears throat> Let's have a quick look at some of these reviews. So it's got a 69 Metacritic score based on 24 critic critic reviews. That's not too bad, is it? That's
0: really good, yeah. Uh,
1: 18 positive, 6 mixed and non-negative. There you go. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Empire because um, they're well known to to us in this country. I guess is uh, Get Duked channels both train spotting and deliverance to create a scatter shot shotgun blast of gags, gore and bedlam, winningly performed by its young cast. It's a laminated calling card for director Ninian Doff,
0: Ninian, 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 Ninian. I'd say, it? yeah.
1: Ninian, there we go. Um, uh, I'll go with The Guardian, uh, because that's one of the sort of middling ones, I guess. Um, Boys in the Wood, I quite like that. Uh, Isn't perfect. Um, There isn't really a wood in it as such, and the title is a bit strained. But there's likeable wackiness and weirdness, Uh, one or two sizable laughs, laughs, fucking hell, (laughs) one or two sizable laughs, and a very bizarre deus ex machina moment. There you go. Um, so this was your pick, wasn't it? This it is was, one that yeah. you, you sent to me to say, uh, to watch, I watched this two nights ago because I like to watch them, you know, the double dip films close to, uh, when we actually record, you know, just so that they're fresh in my memory and everything. Um, so in terms of cast, uh, this stars as he who's, uh, people recognize as a famous comedian, uh, Kate Dickey, who you've interviewed, mm, you and Tina interview interviewed, show.
0: yeah. Go back and listen to that, everybody. Interview show with her.
1: There you go. Uh, James Cosmo, another Game of Thrones, um, I suppose alumni, whatever you want to call him, who's who's in that. Uh, uh, Kevin Guthrie, um, Jonathan uh, Aris, uh, and then, like you said, kids, really that I've not seen them in anything. No. Um, so, and I said so the, the premise of it is is that. We have something in this country called the Duke of Edinburgh Award, which is, um, an, wh- how would you put it? It's uh, it's an opportunity for young people to, you know, do stuff in the, you know, the outdoors, uh, in the wilds. And these kids, the three of them are, well, I suppose, what you call as um, delinquents, really, wouldn't you? you know. yeah. Uh, yeah set fire to stuff um no hope of anything really come from you know poor backgrounds and they've got you know their main aims and ambitions in life are one of them wants to be a famous rapper um the other two uh, just want to work in a like a fish market you know packing fish away that kind of thing uh and then there's another kid who comes along and he actually uh, volunteered to do the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, so they go off with one teacher in a minibus, and that's it. Um, and the, the the teacher just basically says to them, at the start of the film, here's a map, this is where we are, this is where we're meeting, off you go, and leaves them up to it, pretty much. Um, so the, the, the kid who wants to do it is taking it fairly seriously, you know, and he, he doesn't really fit in with that group. But they all get on r- relatively well with each other, you know. The Although, if you like, the, the kids that have got into a bit of bother and trouble, they're not, like, really dislikable, horrible kids, are they? Well, the, I, I think, didn't find that anyway.
0: No, I think this is one of the really good things with it, is when it first started, you've got that kid, like you said, who wants to do the awards, and, you know, and he's a bit of a goody two-shoes, and you've got the three delinquents who, mm. as, a, as a viewer, you're going... Well, you're arseholes, aren't you? And you don't really take to them. But I love that the fact, as, as the whole film progresses, as the, the goody two-shoes kid gets to like them more, you as a viewer get to like the three kids more. They grow on you more, and you're thinking, by the time it finishes, you're thinking... You're not that bad, really. You're all right. You You'd have a bit of laugh with you. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you know you're not as arse as I thought you were at the beginning of the film. So you take the journey with the, the kid as well. I really liked that about it, that I started off really fucking hating these three kids going, you arsehole, laughing, you know, because the, the stuff they say and the stuff they do. But because of them just being dicks, it's like, fucking hell. But then they really grew on me. And by the end of it, I thought, yeah, you're all right, you are. Yeah, I, I didn't know,
1: when it first started, um, and one of the things I really liked about it was the visual style of it. I mean, it's set, yeah. you know, in the Sc- Scottish Highlands, so there's a lot of outdoor stuff, you know, they're running up and down hills and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then there's a, a really nice visual style to it, you know, just the, the way that, uh, it, uh, one of the things that really impressed me was, like I mentioned, the map scene, where it it then goes into this kind of animated
0: yeah, version. Yeah.
1: I thought that was great, you know, it was really well done um, and, you know, because the, the kids are sort of, I suppose, like you said uh, particularly like with the the who's, um what was his name, DJ Beatroot or something like that. Uh,
0: yes, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, and, and I was thinking oh, I don't know how, how I'm going to get on with this, but then he said as the film, and I knew nothing about this film, I should point out, you know and it straddles a few different genres and I, I did pick up that train spotting vibe and i've just read yes, that and i thought yeah. yeah i did pick up on that because there's a scene in train spotting where um one of the characters takes them out you know for a walk uh to try and get with one with nature and all that kind of stuff uh it's that famous scene where um uh oh Ewan mcgregor's characters, you know says that uh scotland's shite and all this you know yeah. we're all shite and whatever and i did pick up on that you know but they're not at that age you know They're, they're although they've caused some bother they're not drug addicts <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh, although they do take some drugs yeah, yeah. um but you know and then it's it it does go into like a almost totally different genre of film which i wasn't necessarily expecting um which was fine, you know, Which was good, and it, it then it comes. It's a bit bizarre, and then like I said, there's funny moments in it. There's quite like kind of shocking moments, and I did laugh out loud quite a few times. But there's also some very sweet moments as well. You know, when they they are bonding together. They you know, and um, and it's it's really good. Yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was. Um, was one of those films that if we hadn't d- have done this, if you hadn't have picked it, I wouldn't have watched it. So I'm really glad that you yeah. did. Um, and uh, Kate Dickey plays one of the the police officers, you know. Um, and as you can imagine, you know, they haven't got a lot of resources. Uh, and there's some, like, a really sort of funny scene. They're, they're If you, you can imagine, they're um number one criminal act that they're trying to investigate and find out about is there's a bread
0: thief that's so uh, bizarre isn't it <laughs> <laughs> is they're going on about all these different types of bread that have been stolen yeah.
1: but you can imagine that is the case in like these really sort of out of the way places yeah, where nothing, nothing happens <laughs> and uh you know whereas in the city crime and stuff like that is through the roof or whatever um and yet their biggest concern is trying to find out who's pinching all the bread um uh, which does it pay es- off at the
0: end, doesn't it? <laughs> when they, <laughs> they, yeah, they find all the bread and everything, it does pay off, which is really funny.
1: And then how it escalates really quickly because then they get the call that there's some, some something going on in the Highlands. You know, potential terrorist. Um, oh, one of the scenes made me laugh out loud. Um, when uh, they hear somebody shouting, and she interprets it as, uh, you know, like uh, them sort of like doing a, a, a if you like a a, a terrorist, a Muslim, you know, <laughs> associating this terrorist cry, you know, <laughs> thinking that they're, they're the Muslims and that they, you know, they've got like a, um, a, a gonna blow themselves up or whatever and it was just it was just really funny and like i said some really sweet moments in it um yeah i thought it was great and i think it's it's only off like an hour and a half as well isn't it which is good
0: yeah It, it doesn't outstay its welcome and with like you said with some of the sweet moments there is the humor there and there's some laugh out loud bits i mean one of the funniest bits for me uh involved the um the guy that drives them out in the van you know sort of the duke of edinburgh guy it involves him sat down and the van and one of the kids get in the van and something happens. And, oh, we were pissing ourselves laughing. It was one of those, what the fuck? <laughs> That's really good. But the sweet moments, yeah, you do get, let's say, you do get more involved in the characters uh, as it goes along. But it never, ever, and this is something that, especially Hollywood comedies are just so bad for. It never dips into bad schmaltz, sugary, sweet schmaltz. I mean, it just gets, mm-hmm. you know, it you know, you said the sweet moments, but it doesn't get too saccharine like a lot of, Hollywood films do. Uh, and it's yeah there's this comedy in it there's there's touches of horror in it it gets a little bit weird and wonderful um, especially with the drug taking that goes on as well and the <laughs> character yeah, and these characters appear from out of the Scottish um, uh, wilds I mean Eddie Izzard plays a character called the duke and they it's they're virtually like man hunters they're going around instead of hunting animals they're hunting humans and yeah they I mean, think, if anything I think maybe that was a bit of a not a weak point for me, but I think um, the couple, Eddie Izzard and um, the other character that appears, I don't want to say too much, I'd like them to have been fleshed out a little bit more. Um, yeah. They, but some of the stuff, again, that happens with them, there's something that happens with them with to do with a gas, little gas canister cooker that's really funny. Um, and it all it all comes together at the end, which is a good thing. Everybody that you meet, even like I said, even to do with the stolen bread everything's rounded off at the end it's a good ending to it and again so many films are ruined you going is that it when it finishes it's got a satisfying end to it which is always mm-hmm. real, really nice and yeah we, we laugh loads and and we're sh- not well not shocked but like whoa that was good made just jump a little bit and yeah it went off in places that we weren't expecting which is which is nice
1: mm. i tend to agree with you i think that um you know uh, when that did happen, and you're in- introduced to the the Duke and the Duchess, um, and you know you're thinking, oh, okay, this is going to take a, a different turn. Do you know what I mean? But then they're a bit shit as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I wanted a bit more from them. <laughs> and there's there's no real, you know, not that I particularly wanted gore. I mean, there is some gore and violence in it, but they they're just there. Do you know what I mean? They didn't feel like you said particularly. Fleshed out. Other than I suppose that they were just pitted against them. They were these posh toffs, mm. um, you know. And it was, you know, that they 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 hunt, um, you know, the the I suppose the the kids that go off to do this thing. Um, but that was it really. There was no, there was nothing, you know. It it didn't really go anywhere, and it it just it did feel like when the focus was taken away from the kids a little bit that it. It did lose a little bit. I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it, oh, you know, too, but I think yeah. that's probably one of the weaker parts of it, if I'm being
0: honest. I think it is. I was looking at the reviews before we started recording on IMDb and on Letterboxd, and this is one of those, it's quite divisive. There's, it seems the majority of the reviews are either sort of 789 or 123. There's not a lot of middle ground with it. Yeah. So I think, you know, everybody listening to this, it's it could be one that you'll like both of us. We really enjoyed it. You could watch it and think, oh, that was a load of shit. It seems to be one of those. You'll either go with it or you won't. Uh, it's There's some strong Scottish accents in it, so just be aware of that. I know, especially in America, some Americans have trouble with the Scottish accent. Uh There was times I think we went, what, what did they say? <laughs> 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 Shall we put the subtitles on just to be safe? Uh So there's that in it. But yeah, it got everything I wanted. Laughs, thrills everything great story good good acting and again characters that i cared for and grew, grew actually grew to like during the course of the film you know mm-hmm. getting to an ending and a satisfying ending so it, it ticked every box for me mate
1: do you know what is this is weird as well i mean i've just looked at it apparently it was originally titled boys in the wood so um oh, okay. yeah that, fair enough um it, the points in the film it reminded me of a film i haven't watched for years um probably since vhs days and it's uh starring Ice T and Rook hewa um surviving the game do you, do you remember, have you oh seen that my one my
0: god that's going back
1: <laughs> yeah i remember the trailer for it and thinking oh that looks really cool you know what i mean it's Ice T, uh and it was around the time that um uh, New Jack City had come out, so he was kind of quite popular at the time, and obviously Rooka Hare was in it, you know, and uh, Gary Busey's in it, you know. Uh, so it, could, it kind of made me want to watch that as well, which I haven't seen for ages. Um, which is, you know, Hard Targets another one, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. You, oh, pe- that's good. Yeah. But rich people paying to hunt poor people. Yeah. Uh, and so, and the, and surviving the game is a very similar theme. Mm. So there you go. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'd recommend this to people. I really. I would, would
1: too. Yeah. yeah, I I liked it.
0: Shall we move on to the next one? then? Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
1: Power, power, speak a little louder. Power.
0: If there was a pill,
1: I'm coming the
0: They could give you five minutes.
1: So they get it. I'm embedded with the power.
0: Pure power. Would you take it? You don't know who I am, and what I'm about, but I'll do anything to find that source. Listen to my voice. Am I lying?
1: (laughs) Welcome to Project Power. Our goal is simple. The next evolution of the human species. You ever taken one of those before? It can make you strong, make you invisible. You never know what your power is until you try it.
0: You push that power, don't you?
1: Yeah. On the streets, they're talking about superpowers, but they're not talking about how one hit could kill you. What's the plan now?
0: You took something from me. I got to get it back. Something? I on one. This thing's is tearing our city apart. Your kid has something to do with it? What do you think they got the formula from? They have my daughter. Maybe we can work together on this. What do you need? You still got the pills on you? It's about to get real noisy. Ooh.
1: So that's your power. First, we stabilize it. Then, we weaponize the it. Power goes to where it always goes. To the people that already have the They think they can just test their product on my city. We'll let them see what happens. I, I
0: thought we were like Batman and Robin. You no know, Batman and Robin. That's a movie. This is real life. We're doing this. Tell me what we're doing I'm gonna end this. It's time to
1: rise, it's time to rise. You need anything else? No, I'm fine. Oh. Yes you are. Well there you go. That was the rather lengthy <laughs>
0: trailer for project power um we don't need to say anything mate that's that's the film ladies and gentlemen goodbye well there you go Uh,
1: and uh will that be our recommendation um you know watch the trailer instead of the film we'll we'll find out (laughs) in a few minutes um so yeah project power now this is my pick um because at the time when we were going to record originally um this was the big film that was being you know sort of Put forward by netflix um you know they've done a lot of their own netflix studios uh you know movies bright was the one that came to mind when i was watching this which was um, will smith and joel uh, edgerton which i think was another double dip pick it was yeah um so you know and So this has got a six uh, out of 10 uh, on IMDb uh, based on 59,920 ratings. Um, And the synopsis is when a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. Um, Directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schlerman, Schlerman, (laughs) um, whose previous, I was, I had a quick look at their, you know, what they've done before and they did a couple of, uh, paranormal activity movies. Um, nothing else that comes to mind. I don't know if there's anything that you've seen of theirs that you, you particularly liked.
0: Nothing that springs to mind. No. Okay. Um, good
1: cast you know um jamie fox plays one of the lead characters uh your friend joseph gordon levitt yes. who featured in our last double dip um pick 7500 um those are probably the two main uh lead actors in it um so yeah metacritic wise it has got a 51 And that is based on uh, 35 critic reviews, uh, 12 positive, 20 mixed and three negative. So uh, because we've got a negative one, I'll probably uh, pick one of those. So let's just have a quick look. So we'll take the one from the top because it's uh, the the highest. Uh, This is Entertainment. For all the patently corny bits and some 17 attempts at an ending, power still somehow makes it easy to suspend your disbelief and your imaginary degree in biochemistry and just let it ride actually that's the point was this called power originally or
0: have they added the project do you I'm, know i'm not sure um in fact I, I might be giving a little bit away here uh, i couldn't even remember the name of the film when i was writing my notes for this <laughs> okay <laughs> i See, just I knew thought- it began with a p i was going Fuck, what's it called? I mean, it was like over a month since I've watched it, to be fair. Yeah.
1: See, I thought it was just called Power originally. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, anyway, because that's what I typed into um, um, the search on um, Netflix. Uh, but then they've added the project. I think they have anyway, but that could be completely wrong. Um, next up is Empire. Project Power has con- considerable style. Yeah, a disappointing lack of substance, uh, but an attention-grabbing performance from Dominic Fishback and an interesting twist, or sorry, intriguing twist on superpowers give it just enough juice. Uh, and then the lower ones, um, here we go. The lo- Okay, so we'll go with... Um, Roger Moore, probably not that Roger Moore, uh, from Movie Nation. Uh, It's not the worst movie of the power of the pill genre. Didn't realise that was a genre, but hey-ho. An idea that dates back decades. Uh, TV's Mr. Terrific comes to mind, but that's one overriding problem here. Project Power feels powered out 10 minutes in. There you go. Uh, So... Story-wise, Jamie Foxx is looking for his daughter, as you heard in the trailer, um, who uh, drug dealers or, if you like, business people have introduced this uh, unstable pill into the, the, um, the community uh, in New Orleans, as has been mentioned, and it's unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get. So um, a lot of it is based on different animals. So you know, and they're sort of like, you know, abilities and various sort of things. One, you know, it could turn you into ice. Uh, It could make you all wibbly so that you can't break your bones. Uh, You know, it can make you like have uh, like a rhino skin. Uh, So, you know, you're impervious to bullet wounds and being shot. Um, There's other ones that, you know, if you get shot, then the bullets will just pop out of your body, Uh, you know. So there's lots of different things. You don't know what you're going to get or what's going to happen to you until you actually take the pill. Um, it could just actually make you explode. Um, you know, so that's one can turn you into fire. So from the very get go, I'm getting like an X-Men sort of feeling, you know, I suppose, you know, and I thought, oh, okay, this is an intriguing premise. You know, I like the sort of sound of it. I don't mind comic book movies quite like them in fact. So the fact that this is a slightly different take on it, I guess, um, we like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, don't we? Oh, That's definitely, yeah. Fair to say, particularly yourself. Uh, Jamie Foxx, generally quite watchable in, in films, quite like that. Yeah. Uh, so where did this go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, you tell me, because I picked this, but you know, what, what were your impressions
0: on it? I thought the premise of it is is great, the fact that you take this pill and for five minutes you get a, a power, but you don't know what it is. And like you said, it... You might not get a power. You might just explode. It's it's potluck. Are you going to take that chance? Uh, it's over long to begin with. Uh, it's just under two hours. I think it should be about 90 minutes tops. And it's how did they fuck up a film where with such a great premise of take a pill, five minutes. What are you going to get? Uh, the powers were shit, mate. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> Weren't they? Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, it's a good I- it's a good idea in a way that they didn't make it. Oh, you can have any superpower. You can fly. You can have X-ray vision. All of this. They sort of, in a way, tried to base it on this could happen, and it's all to do with the DNA of different uh, animal species, and it links into it. So it, you know, it it tells you, oh, you've like you said, you've gone wibbly wobbly. You know, you can. You, you can't break a bone and it's linked to this animal because this animal can do that and it show. i think it was a rat or something that can squeeze under different you know mm. really small spaces and this that and the other so it links it to the animal kingdom so that's a, another good idea with it but the implementation of of the idea was fucking awful the powers themselves i mean jesus christ i mean even joseph gordon levitt his power spoiler alert ahead everybody but don't bother watching it anyway, so don't wor- don't worry about a bit spoiling it, because it's fucking boring. Is is like he he turns more or less to well, let's say to just don't you know he can't he can't be injured. People fire a gun at him and the bullet just squishes when it hits him because he's just rock solid. The trouble is the fucking bullet knocks him out every time. So out of the five minutes of his superpower, he's unconscious for three and a half minutes of them. What a great superpower that is. Christ, give me a bottle of vodka. I'll be unconscious for a lot longer. There's a superpower for you. It's, you know, it's, oh, the one, the woman that turns to ice. She has to be in a special um, thermoregulated room or else she freezes to death. They have to keep the room at a certain temperature. And, oh, the temperature thing busts. So she freezes to death. That's not a great superpower. The opposite, the guy that, you know, turns to fire, he bursts into flames at the end with that. There's one that has all these sort of spikes coming out of them. Jamie Foxx, the main character. And it, I forget what I think. It, is it like some shrimp or some, it's some weird sea creature that his power is linked to that puts out this massive shock wave? And he does it, and it fucking kills him at the end. He's brought back yeah. to life through another superpower. Um, but I thought, well, that's sort of a one and done. Well, he has used it in the past, and it nearly killed him, but... Oh yeah, I'll take a pill, and I know what power I've got now, and it nearly killed me last time, and it probably will. They're all shit superpowers, every one of them. And it's like you could have come up with a bit better than that, so that doesn't make it particularly watchable. And now the whole the whole story of it, and it's again, it's. I think this it seems to be from what we've seen recently that the Amazon films have got a little bit more edge to them. Whereas mm. the Netflix films are a bit more schmaltzy, playing it safe, pairing everything down. Because I think this is R-rated, if I remember rightly, um, and it's there's not that much in it. I think it's R-rated in America; it's fifteen over here. Could be a twelve, really. There's not there's not that much in it, and there's the whole thing because the the young female character, um, she's a rapper. I mean, she comes you know from a, a not a very well-to-do background and she wants to be a rapper and the whole the whole story is you don't need to take a pill you've already got your superpower inside you and bring it out don't rely on this you be a rapper and you will make it big follow your dream and it's like and it just ladles it on with too much bloody syrup for me it's oh god no it just i got but we both me and tina watched it and we both we were bored watching it we're going well, something's going to happen better than this. I think, again, from what we've seen so far, Netflix ones just need a bit more edge to them. I can't see Netflix making The Boys at the moment. No. I mean, again, anybody listening, prove me wrong if this film's like the Netflix films that are really edgy and tough or whatever. Please email us or tweet us and let us know. I'd love love to find out. But the way it is at the moment, they're just playing it really, really safe and they're just ending up. Boring. It's like the, the one that you mentioned, that Bright. I thought, oh God, that was the same and this. Awesome premise, just terribly executed.
1: Yeah. The reason why I bought up Bright was because it just reminded me exactly of that, you know, where you, you've got all the the ingredients for it to be really, really good, you know, um interesting idea. Um, you know, I like Will Smith in that, you know, it's directed by David Ayer, and that was just just like fluff, you know mm. what I mean? It just, just really kind of formulaic, boring, um, you know, it, it, again, that was a bit of a rip off of alien nation almost Jeremy. You know I mean? yeah. Um, and this is just a rip off of films that you've seen before, which are a lot better. And there were a number of times where I checked my phone, you know, and I was just thinking, oh, fuck me, this is going on for a bit now. Mm. Um, and I didn't really give a shit about any of the characters at all, particularly. Um, I suppose the young girl may be the most out of all of them. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's probably one of the be- better things in here. Yeah. Um, Jamie Fox just a charisma vacuum in this. Just nothing about him was interesting at all. I mean, you'd think that you know if he's searching for his daughter, you'd actually be a bit more invested in in him as a character. But it was just, it was, it was just a, it was dull and yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking I, I should take off an extra star from my letterbox review because i <laughs> gave it two and a half out of five because i give it two i think yeah it, it kind of it just felt like below average yeah. do you know what i mean it is I suppose below if,
0: average yeah
1: yeah you know if if i mean the, the scores are at five so i suppose you know i did give it an average rating but it it did just feel like it was a big bag of all right like i've watched it and i've got nothing from it at all yeah. um you know uh, and it was just mildly entertaining you know uh, it didn't it, it yeah and like you said totally forgettable um oh, completely. very very flash very i suppose you know in terms of uh you know the, the you could see that the money was up there on the screen and if you compare this with um you know, get duped. you know, the power, project power would have had a ton of money thrown at it, mm. you know, and I think um, Bright had like a hundred million dollar budget, you know, um, and you just look at it and you think, yeah, it's, it's all... Uh, it is all style and, and there's no substance behind this at all. It's expecting you to to make you look at all the visuals and all these, like you said, powers that are going on. And the other thing that pissed me off was a lot of the, you know, the shootouts or fight scenes were so shit in, <laughs> in the way that they were filmed. You know, it's that kind of camera never stops, so you can't see what the hell is going on. So what's the point? You know what I mean? Um, that annoyed me. Uh, so it was just like, well, you've got these action scenes and they're just rendered pointless because I might as well not watch them because I can't even see what's going on anyway. I don't know, I sound like an old man, but it it, it is, that's, you know, you can do good action scenes, we, we all know this, um, and to, to sort of just yeah so that was just another point off it that just it was crap yeah Yeah. it wasn't very good i didn't like it particularly
0: and i didn't care for the characters i didn't get unlike Duke. we talked about oh yeah i was invested in the characters and i cared what happened to them and you know i grew to like them more as as the film progressed this i didn't give a shit about any of them or what happened to them it's like you can all die i don't mind (laughs) in fact i hope you do Hope you all die quickly, and then the film finishes quicker than that. It's like, no. Nah. If you, if you want to see a film about people getting superpowers, which is a lot more enjoyable, watch Chronicle from 2012. That's a lot better film, which is, you know, tenuously the same. You know, three, three lads get these um, powers that they weren't expecting, and that's a much better film to do with superpowers mm-hmm. than this is. This is just bland. A one-word review, <laughs> which is probably bland.
1: And also <clears throat> very predictable, you know, because you you know there's there's points in it where, um, you know, you, you know something's going to happen, mm. and you could, you, you know, from the first five minutes, you knew that somebody was a bad guy. Yeah, I think I think you said this about um, what was that
0: Mark Wahlberg film that we watched? Oh, we've had a few recently. We had Extraction with Thingy in it as well. There's so many that everything's that's supposed to be a surprise, and it's so telegraphed, and you're going, yeah, yeah, that's. Oh, here's the big reveal, and you're going well. Yeah, worked that out like half an hour ago.
1: Yeah, so like you know, and even when the, the characters are on the screen and sort of explaining, you know, um, this is gonna what's going to happen next, you know, because this person's a bad person, and uh, you know, the, the the person that he's explaining it to, he's like, you're talking shit. I'm like, <laughs> no, he's not. I could see that the f-
0: five minute scene.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but yeah, not very good. Not very no. good.
0: I think it did hit number one in Netflix UK over here for a while, but I think it soon dropped. I think word of mouth got out about and the, all the bad reviews started. From what I've seen, and it's 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 no wonder it's just.
1: No. Uh, and it kind of almost set it up for a sequel, or a bit like Bright. Like you could imagine that maybe being a, a TV show as opposed to like a feature film. Um, but also, um, oh, is it Spencer, wasn't it? Um. Oh God, it's not 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 just called Spencer. Um, that Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Oh fuck me, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> won. But it, it does feel like they are setting them up to try and make the franchise out of them. That, yeah. I don't know if you felt that. Like, yeah, he explains did. it, it did. at the end, doesn't he? Like you know, he, he says, uh, "Oh well, what happens next? Um, uh, well, this is the end for me, or is it? Mm. You know what I mean?" And because again with the premise with the idea you could do something with it but i, I if they made a sequel i wouldn't be bothered no, I, and I, I, I don't know whether they would make a sequel to be honest with you
0: no no thank fuck we had some decent recommendations before this
1: yes <laughs> i think i probably liked it maybe a touch more than you did but not by much at all no. not by much no.
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it definitely no
1: me either no, no.
0: oh well finish on a finish on a poor one but like i said we had some good stuff earlier on we've definitely yeah. we've definitely given um people things to watch that's for sure definitely there uh, you go i think the things to look at website obviously 60mw.co.uk have a look there loads loads of reviews on there news you want news go there plenty of it podcasts yeah stuff like that links to uh, twitter and instagram they're all on there Will tour you can join in with the way that you can leave us reviews. Uh, and again, I keep saying this, and we've had a few reviews. I've added some to the website over the last, uh, well, since we last recorded, I've, I've added a few. I keep saying it. Again, if, if you're listening to us and you haven't left us a review yet, please do that. The reviews really have helped us to get some interviews lately. Uh, so keep sending us there. Help us get interviews uh, and other stuff as well. They help us get stuff to review. So that's one of the best ways that you can help us out. Spend a few minutes. And uh, write us a review. Dead easy to do. Just go to the website. That's the hub of everything. Send us an email. Anyway, let us know about anything. Uh, stuff to do with film. Stuff we talked about. Me and Chris will uh, answer them. Read them out on the show. Is it your birthday? Is anybody else 21? Is anybody else twenty
1: Oh <laughs> Oh, God. Don't make me feel old.
0: <laughs> oh, my word. And, uh, yeah, just support the sponsors of the, of the show, Below the Belt Grooming. And all is good. Uh, we will be back. It's been three months, mate, since we did this one. We'll get back. We 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 got into a groove with every couple of months. I mean, we did start. It was every month. But mm-hmm. then that was back in the early days before all these other shows started. And I think it's nice. I think every couple of months, it gives us more time to watch stuff, doesn't it? Because I think if we do it every month, you're sort of pressured to find stuff that's good to talk about. Otherwise, I don't want to be coming on and we're talking about, that was shit. That was shit. <laughs> At least every couple of months, we normally find some good stuff to watch. So Mm -hmm. I think, all being well, we'll be back at the beginning of January with the November-December show. Would be nice, you reckon? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Get back into a groove with that. And uh, yeah, again, just keep an eye out on your subscription for all the different shows. There's a lot coming in your ears. uh, And Mm. um, yeah, shall we disappear for now then, mate? Yes,
1: and it's been great being back, doing this. Um, yeah, I've missed talking to you. It. It's
0: good. I mean, obviously, we, we talk offline. We don't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not as if we, we just rock up every three months and that's the only time <laughs> we it. talk to each other. Um, but no, it has been good to get back, you know, doing these. So, uh, yes, uh, but lots planned for the future as well. So, you know, uh, keep your subscriptions. What was it? What did you used to active. say? Was... Keep your
0: subscriptions active.
1: That's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know what it means, but. <laughs> sounds all right it does <laughs> right until next time thank you for listening and um yeah watch out for stuff on the uh on the podcast i'm not going to say anymore we've got some we've got some really good stuff coming even though i say so myself uh right mm-hmm. until next time like i say good talking to you mate and uh, we'll be back at the beginning of january with the november december show uh so yeah have a good Christmas. Oh, um, that sounds
1: really weird saying that
0: now. <laughs> yeah, because we won't be back on this one till, till 2021. 20, 20, oh god. my god, that's that's way that's like science fiction film era, doesn't it? Crazy. Twenty twenty one. Oh my god, we'll have hoverboards and everything next year. It'll be great.
1: You know what? I was just thinking exactly the same thing when you said that, hoverboards. <laughs>
0: that's all that's all anybody wants. Fuck everything else. That's it. Just, yeah, we just want hoverboards. That'll make everybody happy. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's bugger off then, mate. From me, uh, cheerio. Bye-bye.